You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Evening, Joe. Evening, Pat. How is it over there? Uh, it's probably the same it is on your end. <laughs> last, <laughs> time we, last time we were in a car, this time we're on screens. Uh, Don't throw away from one another. Yeah, life is. Uh, yeah, we're trying to stay away from each other, aren't we? So uh, keep the keep the bug transmission down. But no, it's just life is life is busy and crazy and chaotic at the moment. If it's not, um, you know, kind of new technology, it's uh, old world banks kind of falling falling to bits. So it's a uh, it's a wild time to be alive. That is a wild time. There's never a dull moment unless you put your head in the sand, and even then, there's bugs under there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, how have you been taking it all in? I feel like uh, each day is, is so different. Uh, I've been appreciating seeing all the different colour come off the back of it um, and the stress has been phenomenal for people affected by everything that's going on. But what a time for the AI narrative to be existing so strongly and, and pushing it further and further into the palms of everyday people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... I think it's, I mean, not so like, you know, with kind of full transparency. So I started playing around with uh, chat GPT-4, um, which is, I, I think, the the paid version. So I think in Aussie bucks, it works out at like $36, something like that um, a month. And, um, you know, I have to be honest, is I'm blown away by it, really. It's, uh, it's very... Um, the parameters are quite good. Like it's clearly kind of tried to fix some of the issues that it actually had um, as a tool, which I'm really trying to think about it as it's incredibly useful. Um, but on the back end of it all, I'm still worried that I'm going to wake up one day and it's taken my bank accounts and, um, and run, run off somewhere. <laughs> it's, um, you know, you have a full gamut of kind of emotions in terms of when you start to use, use new, um, new things. I think the, the biggest thing I've kind of taken from it this, thus far is that it's, it's very, very um, coherent in terms of what it actually kind of understands what you're after. So rather than giving you back kind of parroted answers, I find it's really kind of gives you back what I would say I was probably looking for. So. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a big, big inroad. Um, and how have you been using it, if you can? Like, what's your use case? Yeah, to- well, I've been, I mean, I've been using it to kind of just, um, I guess, push my own writing. So if I've written, and I think this is going to be probably, to me, one of the kind of the clear tells of tools like this, is that if you have a good start point in terms of what you're actually working from and you have the ability to craft something yourself, it's very good at taking that and putting it into other contexts. So if you say, make that sound more angry or make that sound kind of, you know, can you make it feel like I want it to feel more sustainable or I want it to feel kind of, um, you know, I guess kind of more punchy. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you shorten it? Um, How, you know, could you basically write this same thing with 40% less words? Um, I've asked it to take, like I've written like eight copy lines and I've said, write me um, 15 more like this. And I would probably reject most of them. But what's interesting is that when you look through them, you're like, oh yeah, that's actually quite good. I wouldn't have, I would have gotten there in my own thinking, but probably two hours later. And that's what I'm kind of finding really interesting about it as a, as an interface and a way of thinking. Um, but certainly there's loads more um, to come in terms of what it's actually able able to do. And, you know, the the uh, API, um, you can sign up 
to get kind of um, access to the API um, and kind of then start to stuff. And that's where stuff will get really real um, is when people start kind of building um, mm -hmm. tools on top. Yeah. Yeah. That's when a whole plethora of that's when the Pandora's box is well and truly open. And we might see Joe's bank account really well opened up there. Mm, exactly. Did you really feel like it was like, because I haven't had a chance this week. We've been snowed in to play with ChatGD before. Um, in boring stuff, I've had to shovel out where ChatGPT four couldn't help out. No, fair but enough. Did you feel like a friend was there or like a colleague in terms of that conversational? You know, like bringing it back to gesture, the way that you were just speaking then about it is very much as if you had a friend or you had a round table or you had something like it felt very intimate around playing with that. And obviously, you're working as the director there, and you're like, no, this works. But well, you've got a clear vision, a taste. You can start to play with tone and you can start to direct that. And then I think when you get to a certain level of of working through ideas or creative or whatever area you're in, you start to gauge content or you start to gauge product or you start to gauge service. And seeing different perspective, even if it's your own regurgitated at yourself, is of huge value and just playing with that technology. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think so, right? I mean, I think it's, um, I wouldn't describe it as a friend and I wouldn't describe it as a colleague. Um, but but what I would say is that um, if you remember back kind of like, I don't know, like five or six kind of podcasts ago, we were talking about like the Mr. Clippy from kind of Microsoft and kind of, you know, it's it's that type of thing. I think there's a... Um, there's a friendliness to it and there's a there's a tone and manner but it's also it's about how you treat it so it's it's I mean it's fascinating right I mean I always say like uh like I'm quite chatty in how I actually speak to it I'm like oh hey could you look at this please right or please take these words and make them sound more like this um so like I haven't but other people have... because you're worried that the robots are gonna rule the world one day and you're hoping that the data on you Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, look, I mean, I don't, I don't think it would matter at that point. Um, you know, I'm probably going to be stuck in like a little egg thing as an energy unit, right? So, like, in some of the stuff <laughs> I would kind of tell you, it's just, it could go that way. I mean, we just, we just simply don't know in terms of kind of what this actually starts starts to look like. But it's, it's definitely something right it's not it's not a fad it's not a like a kind of rework of something that's been hashed out there's definitely something to it um and i would argue that it's kind of really the a lot of i think the admin or the kind of the add-on stuff that you need to do that takes hours of stuff but if what i enjoy about it is i can take my own work and then kind of just it's like a think along friend i guess is the best way to put it pat to answer your question is that it's not a I wouldn't work with a colleague like that, right? It's because it's not as quick. Like a colleague's going to take the same amount of time I would. A subordinate is going to take the same amount of time. And a and a friend is probably not really, you know, why would you be asking them to do your homework, right? It's we're not in high school anymore. So it's there's kind of <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff that is just a bit yeah, interesting. It's different. Like it's it's hard it's hard to put a lens on it, really. Yeah. I can, uh, but the thing is, friend, colleague, or other, it'll start to wear off on you. I can even hear in some of your tonality today, I can hear the AI coming through, Joe. <laughs> I've, been, I've been more subordinate. 
Um, it. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. It could be. But like uh, it's I, an interesting human thing. I think is going to be wild yeah. in terms because it is intimate. We can both agree on that. It's an intimate interaction to a degree. Like you're using that vernacular. Hey, can you fix this, please? Thank you. Can you try this? Can how about this yeah. tone? You're thinking cognitively like an interaction, like never before with technology. We never spoke to a shovel like that. We've never spoken to hardware or software like this. True. And True. how now we're res- it's responding back directly and, and giving insight that we haven't had before. It's going to be interesting to see what effect that has. On, yeah, but, on- but it's... But don't you think like we've been heading this way for a long time? Because it's, oh, like, yeah, it's no, like, no. like Siri or like like hey hey Alexa, right? I just literally just said it and my phone just lit up, right? Yeah. So, but this is different. Yeah, but we've been definitely primed, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and Siri's not sure she understands what I asked her. By the way, because I kept because I kept going, right? Oh, but no. the thing, like, but that way of um technology being friendly is kind of it's interesting isn't it because it's that's how it all starts often right is that we kind of you know like voice kind of um asking questions and kind of asking a question of your um of your phone was very very novel unique and kind of was quite friendly whereas like but it's also that if you watch kids play with siri for long enough or anything like that they eventually end up abusing it at some level right because it's just there's they keep pushing because it never pushes back and that's that's the thing that you know i've I've been actually thinking quite quite a bit about is that it's you know like when would it push back when would it say no right and there's parameters but those parameters are not strong enough because it's always the stuff we don't think about someone using this for that um that catches us out in the end yeah and, and there's news everywhere of that and people trying to do that and, and testing the boundaries and seeing where it lands and yeah there'll be there'll be more of that but yeah the effects that it has will be unforeseen but you're so right around the friendly nature of a technology like this when it does get mass adopted is very similar trajectory to how we have seen it before yet never on such a friendly note um and so interactive uh but yeah we really convertence there to the to the new era and definitely going away have have never felt stronger about that contention that data is is back in vogue and and so strong if you can get unique data sets and then get unique insight from it um unless you want to add anything on there it was like i suppose taking it away and looking at what's happening around the world like the banking scene like it's just such a it's a quagmire right now and it's just such a you step anywhere and you feel like something could fall over and it has impact miles over there. It's yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And it's never felt more fragile, but it's never felt more alive with potential opportunity. Like it's it's fresh with flux of change. It could be just speaking from life experience, but it feels very like life where I am now, but it feels very much like that but then stripping it back and taking to a personal perspective like banks feel like they've once again been called out wearing the king's clothes and they're naked and people are realizing that yet again yeah yeah it's it's quite a fascinating place especially when you take it from like a, a first home buyer or someone trying to go to a bank and you have to jump through so many so many loopholes and then you look at what 
they do not have to jump through. It's like, why? <laughs> why does that work that way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a fascinating thing. And then in terms of an entrepreneur or someone looking there to fix something, like there's there's another narrative that definitely got squashed, which was crypto. It would be the, the play. <laughs> yeah. Well, crypto will be coming back as a as a digital currency, right? So it yeah. it it won't be coming back as something that's X state. So we can we can be sure about that. Yeah. So it's a <clears throat> grafting, like it's it, in terms of looking at the world as narrative. It's a it's a fascinating stage. Shakespeare would be like his lips for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, like that, but like, would anyone believe that he wrote it? Right. I mean, arguably his wife wrote a lot of it, but, uh, you know, in today's context, um, you know, we would probably be sitting there going, no, right. It's kind of, and so, you know, I guess when you kind of look a little bit further out from probably what this year is really going to represent, I think it, it is a real, it's a shift, right? It's kind of the, the 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 digital age is shifting into something slightly different, but then the kind of the rest of the world is we we have loads of problems, you know. And this is you know, <laughs> no, I mean I know that's I all. Know, right? I'm laughing because it's the only thing I can do. Oh, but the the thing that the thing that comes out of out of it all is like it's the the thing that underpins it all is that cheap money didn't solve any of it right so that's that's the thing that when you kind of actually look at it is that you know what we're living through all of us is a huge asset bubble you know we're kind of you know housing it costs an extraordinary amount in most developed countries compared to what it's kind of actually used to in terms of your ability to kind of service it but then you know countries and economies are they're not resilient enough to what's actually going to happen so in terms of kind of climate change coming through like it's uh i was reading this thing this week that you know we basically have to bring on board like something like four thousand gigawatts of generated power you know a day <laughs> like not just not just like over you know a small period of time and there's just no way it's going to happen there is absolutely no way that's going to happen in the in the time frame that we've we've spelled out and so if that doesn't happen then it's also thinking through kind of how we're going to build a bit more resilience into into what we do but that resilience is going to be more expensive to build so there's there's kind of you know we're really i think at the crux of stuff getting really real for people and i think that's kind of what i've i've really taken out of the last couple of weeks is that um you know this is real this is just the start of something it's not certainly not the end of it it's not a hiccup this is the this is the new reality well it's 100 real there's no denying that um and i think you're right it's it's the start of something and underlying i suppose that that reality check is i feel like a real moment to be an optimist right now is that the fact that the challenges are so stark, but then the opportunity, the quagmire is not defined in front of us. Like no one understands really what's to come. So it's it's vision that's really going to set this road to a degree. I feel mm. like that's really where, and it's compelling vision that's going to take it there. It's and that's what's fascinating about now because there's a few new things that no one understands. So whoever can cast that compelling narrative right now and get people on board, that's where it is. And it's and it feels like we can go so many different ways right now for good or evil, whether we understand whether what that is or whether we can actually get into a bit of nuance around that. But the fact is we're going to be facing a lot of 
a lot of hardship with personal finance, but then further than that, like just like country finance and then worse yeah. still is climate. And it's like, what does that actually look like? And you're seeing articles now trying to say maybe it'll be better. Like it's just it, <laughs> you know, it's it's a wild time to be alive. But then we've got coupled with that some of the wildest technology starting to land. But yeah. And it like it feels blows yeah. my mind. Like it's just it's, once yeah. again, it's so primed for something pretty radical to to transfer. Yeah, and who knows what that can be, right? It's kind of like it's it's the uh, the genie is definitely out of the box, right? But it, when you look back, it's really been out of the box for the last thirty years. This is the end run of of all of this, and you know, it's still arguably technology is still just as unregulated as it was then um in terms of kind of you know what what you can do with other people's ip what you can do with other kind of things etc and you know what you can do with like a chat gpt4 with like the image suite of it is you know really probably shouldn't be allowed you know in terms of in terms of where it actually actually lands but the that debate should have been had 15 years ago so you know what this what these ais and these kind of i guess these learning models have been trained on is other people's stuff right it's their it's their thing but it's we we didn't we did see this coming we did you know this is this is not new right if you um you know you can i mean i do it all the time you take an image from google and you stick it in your presentation it's not your image right it's um so but that's the that's the thing that has gone on for forever but it's never been regulated but it's, it feels very much like a moment what happened to music like this could be creative moment, like IP's moment that happened yeah. to music, where it was like irrigated, and it could be knowledge's moment. Like that's what's fascinating about this. I like, think so. Like that's a really, really great point. Like, who's going to be the Spotify of academia? Who's going to be the spot? Like, you know, where it's lowered. Who's going to be the Spotify of like great IP images that you can put in your deck and feel great about it or express yourself like and and use like like that's how it's going to play out. And we have. Like humans is hilarious. So how we work is look at something and put it onto something else, which is the iTunes, Spotify. Uh, we're gonna have SoundCloud. We're gonna have a post Malone of Academia. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. <laughs> wow. So yeah, the kids are gonna be entertained. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it comes back to what you talk about a lot, which is, you know, and I agree with is that it's it's ultimately like what we're really seeing is that it's it's data that is actually kind of the the driving force of all of this. But what we still haven't been able to kind of wrap our heads around is I think where that starts to take us. I mean, it's really interesting, like a lot of these language and learning models and kind of, you know, the the processing that's used, like the NVIDIA chips that kind of that are actually being used to do the processing for chat GPT, you know, because they can basically, they can deal with multiple different query strings and they can do, they can spread the load out to be able to keep the speed up. But they're, um, you know, the digital twinning and stuff like that, that they're also using these, these kind of these chipsets, which all has come out of video games is um, the rendering of it is that they're also using it to build things like digital twins of kind of actually, you know, from factories through to kind of the actual earth itself to be able to understand weather and actually what it, what it does. So it, you know, like I, I keep always, I mean, more and more as time goes on, it's like, I do get these images of Star Trek that get stuck in my head where there's like a hollow deck where you can kind of see how stuff is going to play out. And there's this 
kind of thing that you can always ask for direction. And Star Trek refers to it. They put the flag in your mind and that's all we've got. Like, that's what I mean. Like, right now we've got who's going to cast that story and make that Star Trek or make something else happen. It's worrying. It's worrying, like, the direction it goes in at the moment. Like, it's not... No. I, I mean, are you optimistic about where this is all heading? Like, if you had to kind of like put your your hat on, kind of optimism or pessimism, where would you put it? I switch every day, Joe, but I make a very strong conscious effort to always put it on the optimist book because I think right now I've got young kids. Like, there's no other choice in my mind. Like, I can't make another choice. No. As sad as no, it's not sad. It's just. It's it's a real choice I make every day because you can get lost in how dark it is and you can see that it can yeah. be it could get really shit and you have to accept that reality. You can see that I, I always hang it up on the optimist hook because I do look around and the interactions that I do have um and, and the things that I do look for and see along with the bad is there is a lot of good. Um yep. it's just the the challenges that that are set with that optimism is that there's big education hurdles that we haven't been able to catch up with tech which really worry me um we spoke about that a little bit with with where it was like education where it was um ip and things like that but i think uh, there's a, there's obviously a lot of different elements there around the dark arts of manipulation masses to get certain things like there's this dark arts going on that no one has an idea about that's for sure that's what gets me worried then we've also got climate like there's a lot of things there but i think right now there's also a lot of potential to actually swing this and make some huge change because there's never been a population like around the world that I feel like is so ripe for a good change. And change, as we all know, is really messy, even in our small own lives on a micro scale. It's always hard, but you come out and you've gone through a series of change and it's going to be hard. But I think you really, for my life anyway, I have to hang it on Optimus. How about yourself? (laughs) um yeah well i i probably i like i definitely oscillate as well i I think the thing that i come back to is that like i'm not i'm not a pessimist at all by nature i'm always optimistic it's the quantum of the challenges that kind of that's that's where i kind of feel like they're really now they're all layered right they're all layered into this um probably what i would define is that can we actually escape like our natural earth and and what i mean by that is like we have messed up the system of how the planet works to the to this effect that we're going to actually have to be able to create something that works right to counteract what we've done and can we actually do it well you would argue we've done it so can't we of course we can undo it and directionally most things have always improved over time but the it's the problem set that we're trying to work through at the moment that i always kind of like i you know they're big they're big problems. So like, that's probably how I would say it is I'm optimistic, but I'm also like eyes wide open and going like this is, but I think most people are now going, you know, climate is real, right? It's a real thing. We're actually going to solve energy. It's a real thing, right? And it hasn't even started yet. I mean, you wait till people are paying 30% more this winter here in Australia for their power and it's going to get real. It's going to get real for people. That's powerful there. And then you couple that with COVID Good or bad, what COVID showed us was that when humans get together, they can do some wildly radical change. Yes, that was a polarising thing that happened, but take the start of what happened with COVID and the action that people took. I take the granules of positivity there and go, that's what humanity can do when push comes to shove. Obviously, it has to be banging at your door, gun to the head sort of stuff. 
but <laughs> that's where we're heading. Like laugh all I want. It's sort of where we where we where we're heading. So it feels True. like it feels like <laughs> you have to take solace in that sort of ability to actually turn on a dime, and that's where human is. But the the, the hard thing is, it's you said go back. I think that's where we're wrong. Like we've gone so far, we've scrambled. The eggs crack. We can't go back. I think. Oh no, I don't think we can either. That's what I mean. Like there's no, there's no, no going back. Yeah, there's there's no back. So that's there's, I think that's. I don't the think back exists, but there's no like reworlding. Or whatever the term. No, real rewilding and kind of how that's all gonna happen. There isn't. There's not a. a but they're never. They're never rewilding, but yeah, rewilding, rewilding, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to go and dig minerals for Elon on Mars, but that's that's about the only rewilding that anyone's going to be doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Chatting to your dear friend AI, just you, you, think, uh, you think working in the camps in Calgary is hard, you know, on a, on a 45 degree day, <laughs> try that with zero oxygen in a space suit and it's 135 degrees outside. So time will tell. Yeah, we should get up there and build a brewery, I think. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, mate. Um, you're yeah. off. You're off to the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you to really send it back, get some deep insight for us. I will. I will. Yeah, no, I'm there for a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm looking forward to, um, yes, yeah, seeing what's going on on the other side of the world in terms of kind of where people are at with stuff. Yeah, it would be great to have um, your barometer out over there and, and catch a few specimens and see what you can bring back to, to land um, down like that. But hopefully we can find some time to continue this conversation and, and share it with the world as we think out loud. That's good. Yeah, we're definitely thinking out loud, but uh, it's yeah, good. I mean, I think, I think the thing that I'll try to bring into that, and we will try to do one while while I'm over there, is kind of like what what people's take off is over there of kind of like this new kind of like how are they using language model, etc. Where is it actually? You know, what are other people doing with it? So um, yeah, I'll certainly be asking that while I'm over there, and we'll bring that in, into this conversation. All right, that sounds good, Joe. Safe travels. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, and uh, stay safe yourself. Thank you for listening to BAU Business As Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.